You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 16 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Liam Cleary. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with Collab Talk, and I'm here with Liam, and we're in Washington, D.C. at the SharePoint Fest D.C. event. And Liam was the uh, the author of the final deliverable of the, the new uh, paper that's out. It's a Collab Talk and Marriott School at BYU uh, research project that was commissioned by um, AvPoint, Microsoft, uh, Rencore, Salliance, and we had uh, the in-kind sponsorships from Tigraph, Collab 365 and SharePoint Fest. Uh, so with all of that, so I guess looking at cybersecurity mm -hmm. around Office 365, I mean, a lot of people just say, hey, well, it's, it's Office 365 and Microsoft has this, like, what do I actually need to think about? Sure. So I mean, kind of looking at the research, kind of what are your thoughts just broadly looking at people's responses to okay. the survey? So the main things really that we kind of found is there's lots of discrepancies around what features you get in Office 365 and what licenses you may have. So that was a big one that came up, the idea of do I need E5, do I need E3, do I need to buy something else and what can I utilize? Secondly, another one for me was really around education. Microsoft seemed to do a great job at giving some information out, but not necessarily covering everything. Well, that's really what the was. community is like yes. built on was when there were gaps in the yes. documentation around that, but you know, but that continues to be an issue. Yes. No, that's right. And even though the documentation, I must admit, Microsoft have done a great job, like on docs.microsoft.com, they have some great stuff, but it doesn't cover all the scenarios that you would expect, and it doesn't necessarily lead you through step one, step two, step three, step four, only for testing. And then, of course, outside of that for 365 was the the general concern that people didn't really understand what Microsoft were actually doing to be secure. And that's really, that comes that comes down to me to a lack of understanding of Microsoft's cyber security strategy, the, the security teams that they have, the red teams, the blue teams, and there wasn't that comfort factor, like nobody felt like they were getting a warm fuzzy hug from the Microsoft security because they didn't necessarily understand what was there. Right. I did an interview this week with uh, Todd Clint and we came up with the hashtag of consensual hugs. Nice, so, I like that one, consensual hugs. That just sounded a bit strange, but it, that's, <laughs> that's okay. No, it's a good thing, people. Yes. No, so I mean, something that is different about this uh, because that we're, you know, obviously we're sharing the, the research, uh, the, the output of the, of the study, but is to actually go beyond just sharing data from a survey. It's actually going in with those recommendations and clarifying like what's available and recommendations like this is how you use this information Information, what this tells us, what you need to go and do. Yeah. So one of the things that we focused on heavily in the in the book is that we went through in the ebook was really around these are the real threats versus what people thought were the perceived threats. And so that was an issue that we found that people often thought this was a risk, this was a risk, this was a risk, and actually none of those were risks in the first place. That actually came up so in another study that we did um, around the, in the public sector. And I, I always use that real or perceived risk, yes. you know, that phrase because, look, there are some legitimate things and, and there are, because I mean, there are standards, there are things that are out there which can differ, certainly in the public sector, state by state, for yes. example. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have to look at your how you're using the technology, um, the the rules, the guidance, the standards of an organization or of the if it's a you know government agency, but any organization. These look, look at those differences. However, 
what I've seen, and I know you deal with this yeah, a lot sure. more, but you know, what I've seen is that when you have a, a list of things or the reasons why an organization can't move to Office 365, and number one on the list is always security and compliance yes. and that side of things. Yeah, yeah. When you start digging into what are your specific requirements, oh, it needs to be able to do this, and I always, you have those conversations where like Microsoft has that certification. Let's look at the, they yep. have that, they meet that. Yep. Yeah, they do, and that's an interesting, I had a chat with a client earlier on today, and they need to be NIST compliant. And so the first question is, well, what do I do with Office 365? And funny enough, the answer was, well, they already are, and the compliance manager lets you will let you do that too. And so it's it's that, like why did they not know that? I know it sounds funny, but that's because it's not advertised enough, people don't know about it. Or, or it's just an education. You yeah. can't you can't go out and do a marketing strategy yeah. around every different facet no, of, of what course. the technology of does. Of course, but obviously with with some of the newer tools that come out, they tend to put it out in preview. Nobody intends to sign up unless you know about the preview. And so that kind of tends to be one of those things. And we tend to find that a lot. But, of course, on top of that, it really comes down to you as the business, the organization, whatever it would be, the IT group, security group, needs to be informed and needs to be up to date on what's going on. And we found that from the responses and then from the recommendations that I gave back, it was really around that. It was, there's things that you need to do now. Like, don't just expect everything. So I left some recommendations around GDPR, for example, that Microsoft will be GDPR compliant but don't assume that means you are. That means Microsoft is going to be compliant with that. You then, how you use the data after yes. the Microsoft system, like you have to as a company make sure that you're GDPR compliant. It just, you don't have to have that, that additional pain of wondering what Microsoft is doing and whether they're, yeah. you know, uh, adding to the problem. No, that's right. And especially when you look at the GDPR with controllers and processes and things like that, they just did their part you still have to fix yours and when you read the guidelines and look at it, it very clearly states that you have to do your piece first, that you can no longer kind of slope your shoulder it out, it's you have to do yours. And so recommendations that we, that we presented back in that will be part of that too, to say, hey, you need to do this, this is what you should do, based on the findings that we found from the people that we interviewed. So this is, uh, you'll be able to find out a lot more about what we're talking about. So the study's going to be available. We actually, both uh, Liam and I are participating. I'm moderating. You're one of the guests on it. There is a panel uh, event that's happening. Uh, Rencore is actually hosting the webinar. So it's going to be Liam, myself. We have uh, Waldeck and um, I say, well, so we have Chris Gibbons. We have, uh, and then, and Ducks Raymond Sy from Avpoint. And so you definitely want to take a look at that. It's hosted by Rencore, but sponsored by Salience Avpoint. Point, Rencore, Collab Talk, and Liam will be there. I will be there. I'm not sponsoring, but I will be there just as a token guest. But that's where, <laughs> and as the author of the yes. of the white paper, the ebook that's coming out, it'll be made available as of April 11th. So that webinar is happening. If you go to the Rencore.com, go look at their uh, website at their webinars, you'll be able to sign up to register for that event. And uh, all of those that are registered, of course, will get the first access to the ebook. And uh, then we'll be promoting it. We'll be out on the road doing a multi city tour, okay. pushing the what the ebook or something like <laughs> Of course, everywhere. We're going to go everywhere. That's right. It's going to be huge. We're going to be opening up. So we're going to have like big bands. We're going to, you know, I'm we'll be at... if we drag it out long enough till Christmas, I can cut one of the things to turn the lights on for Christmas. That's right. That's awesome. I'm just, I've already turned down us ringing the bell at NASDAQ. So <gasps> I'm just, uh, no, I'm just like, we don't have time. We don't have time. So yeah. Yeah. Or I guess not NASDAQ, the other one, <laughs> uh, New York Stock Exchange. York Stock what Exchange. A, whatever. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks a lot. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah.